here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Dan Titus, and you are listening to episode 99 of our podcast, One More Until 100. That'll be our season predictions. Can't wait for that. Come next week. We are talking about the AFC West, the best division in football. We've saved it for last because this thing is absolutely out of controls, bonker. Perhaps one of the best divisions in the history of football, at least that I can remember in my lifetime. I can't wait to get, yeah. I mean, look at how good this team is. So, um, Let's start off with the odds here. Kansas City, plus 175 to win the division. Chargers, plus 220. Denver Broncos, plus 260 with Russell Wilson. And the Las Vegas Raiders, plus 650 win totals. Kansas City, 10.5. Chargers, 10. Denver, 10. And the Raiders at 8.5. Playoff odds for each team. Kansas City, minus 210 to make the playoffs. Plus 170 to miss. Chargers, minus 200 and plus 160. Denver, minus 145 and plus 120. And the Las Vegas Raiders, plus 150 to make the playoffs and minus 195 to miss the playoffs. All right. So do any of those numbers stick out to you off the top? And do you think any of them are actionable? Oh, man, that's uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I think we talked about it before, but I can't remember. But I know that you're very bullish on the Chargers. I am, too. I love them at the division at plus 220. To me, I think that that number is still too long mainly because of how good this team was last year, the mistakes that they made, primarily being in short yardage situations. And their um, stupid fucking running defense. Yeah, and they've done something to address that. So um, I love what they did in the offensive line. I love what they did in the, on the defensive line. To me, I think that this is the team that you could see take that next leap in this division. But who is it going to come at the sacrifice of? And it's going to be the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' win total is too high. Um, for what they've done in this offseason, I'm a bit concerned because they've lost a lot of key pieces. And I don't I think we can trust in Pat Mahomes, but Pat struggled a little bit last year. And I think we saw um, I don't know. Andy Reid kind of went back into his old bag of trips, tricks with the Eagles here of just bad, poor clock management, bad decisions. Uh, Mahomes is more erratic with the ball. I don't think it's going to change a little bit. I mean, Tyreek's not there. That's a big piece. Um, you still have Kelsey there. Obviously, that's a safety blanket, but I could think this team and their win total might be a little too high. The Broncos is the one that is that gives me the biggest concern because I'm like, I could see them being really fucking good, really good. And I could also see Russell Wilson being the Russell Wilson that we saw the last two years, where it's like starts out extremely slow, does some heroic stuff to make him come back. Maybe they win, maybe they don't. Um, but he's got way more weapons on offense and defense than he did in Seattle the last couple of years. So, uh, man, I, this one's going to be interesting. So bets I've already placed now charges to win the division at plus 220. The win totals to me are a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I want to bet on any of the win totals because they're so close together and this division is going to beat the shit out of each other. The yep. one value, though, that I see is I do think that the Raiders can get to nine wins. That team and the additions that they've made off in the offseason, nine wins seems like the right mark. I think they can finish nine and eight. I don't know if they can exceed that. They could, but this this is just going to be a bloodbath of a division, man. They're going to be beating each other. I think the Chargers come out on top, though. I let, Let's go through strength of schedule first, and then I'll get into it. Kansas City has the hardest schedule in the NFL this season. 
They Chargers do. have the, Chargers have the 13th hardest. Denver has the 16th hardest, and the Las Vegas Raiders have the third hardest. I am very torn on this division for a lot of different reasons. I love the Chargers this season for obvious reasons. I think the offense is going to be absolutely elite. That offensive line is great. Austin Eckler, they're playmakers. They have a third playmaker coming up in Joshua Palmer. Palmer. Who I, I would yep. suggest that everybody draft at the end of their drafts. We talked about on the last podcast about not waiting or not picking up Khalil Shakir, a guy that I'm high on at the end of drafts. Joshua Palmer is the guy at wide receiver that you need in home leagues. Auction, wait until a dollar or two. Go get Josh Palmer. Um, if you're in home leagues, you know, that 13th, 14th round pick, Josh Palmer absolutely going to be a smash spot. If Mike Williams or Keenan Allen goes down, he comes into a massive target share in that yep. offense, and the offense is going to throw the crap out of the ball. Um, so plus 220 for them to win the division. I am not personally on, but I'm close. I'm just a little scared about that defense and how much that running game, running defense is going to improve because – Brandon Staley's defense is designed for you to allow decent running games. Not as great much as they did last year, but it's designed to allow the run and protect against the pass. Yep. JC Jackson. JC Jackson is injured. Khalil Mack still has to prove it at 31 years old. I think that I want to say that they've improved. I think that they've improved. They did some great things in the offseason. It's more about me seeing it. As for the other side of the ball, the people that probably don't know as much about football are concerned about is Brandon Staley and his decision-making. Yeah. I have absolutely zero problem with Brandon Staley's decision-making. Everything is analytical. Everything's well-calculated. Everything's done well in advance. Nothing. He's not shooting from the hip on any of these decisions. He has a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert, a guy who's the best quarterback in the NFL bar none over the past two years on third and fourth downs. That is not a fluke. That is something that will continue. So I don't have any concerns with that health for every team matters. It's just a matter of, in this division, with this much firepower, do the Chargers have a good enough defense in order to win 11 or 12 games, which is what it's going to take in this division to win the division? Yep. I don't know yet. I'm close. I'm still – I still actually like the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm a little scared about it for obvious reasons, but that offensive line has now turned into one of the best units in the NFL. They have now four running backs on the roster, three of which I think are capable. I don't think that Ronald Jones is capable of doing shit. The Tyreek made the Hill roster thing, though. <laughs> the Tyreek, yeah, he did. I don't understand why. Uh, the Tyreek Hill thing is obviously a big deal. Kelsey being a year older, but I do think that they did a really good job of addressing some of the stuff in the offseason at, at wide receiver. You're going to have Juju, who I love this season. In fact, let's give out a couple of bets on that. Juju over 74 and a half receptions this year and over 750 and a half receiving yards. Those are both absolute stone cold locks to me. Some of my favorite player props out there. I think he's going to be utilized heavily. In this offense, MVS, Sky Moore, you're going to have options there. And you still have, you have a better offensive line, and you still have the best trigger man in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. And despite Andy Reid's faults, and he has some, still one of the best play callers, play designers, and during the week head coaches in the NFL. Game day, okay, you've got some issues sometimes. But he's going to give Mahomes all the keys that he needs to succeed this year. And I trust in that wide receiver room and in that offense. The defense, though, the defense is – I have no idea what to accept, to expect out of the Kansas City defense. And honestly, the only defense in this division that I trust is the Broncos, and I think that's the team that I'm the down on the most in this division. So I don't, I really don't know what I'm doing here. But Kansas City, they have the least amount of games missed due to injury in 2021. 
that is going to regress heavily. That is the thing probably more than anything that scares me the most about betting the Kansas City Chiefs this year. However, I do have one bet on the Kansas City Chiefs that I am really in on. Minus 210 to make the playoffs. I see there's no way that the Kansas City Chiefs are not in playoffs this year. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me to envision a scenario where they take that far of a dip that they don't make the playoffs. But this division is probably going to have three representers in the playoffs. So, um, man, it's just tough. Like, I think that the Raiders are going to be a lot better than people expect them to be. I, I could see a scenario where they get to 10 wins and then that puts pressure on, you know, the division to say, like, all right, what, how does this all shake out? So those divisional wins are going to be really critical um, for these wild card teams potentially sneaking into the playoffs here. Um, I want to go back to the the Chiefs for a second. Yep. Um, I do like Travis Kelsey's over nine and a half touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to be more of a centerpiece in that red zone with Tyreek now gone. Um, and he's just a, a natural safety blanket for Mahomes. Very trusted hands. The no, only person that he's really coming back with familiarity other than Miko Hardman, who doesn't really generate that many targets in the red zone. Um, so I like that over. I'm also under CEH under five and a half touchdowns. Um, there's something about Car- uh, Clyde Edwards, a layer that they brought in a whole bunch of bigger backs to support. I mean, they also have Jarek McKinnon there. I think he could also take over some of the third, third, uh, third down role. Um, yep. But when it comes down to the, to the goal line, it's not going to be CEH. He got stuff like, remember it like it was yesterday, him getting stuff like six times. Um, in the red zone and so or at the goal line. So I think they're going to find ways to use Ronald Jones and other people to score, uh, which is pretty familiar to any Andy Reid offense. Like he always has like a bigger guy down the goal line anyway. So um, I think there could be some troubles for CH there. But other than that, I think he'll be all right. Juju, I get the hype. Um, if he can stay healthy, man, it's sky's the limit for him. He could be the second leader in targets on that team. Got seen MVS more of, of a, a deep threat. And then yep. Sky Moore, I know the fantasy Twitter community is obsessed with him, but I think it's going to get time for him to get acclimated. Um, so he won't be like a top option, but Mahomes spreads the ball around. So I think this offense is, is still going to be prolific. Um, how do you feel about losing Honey Badger, though? Like, I think that that was kind of like a – he was a guy that I felt was like the heartbeat of that defense. And without him there, I don't – uh, man, I just feel like this. There's going to be red flags for this Kansas City t- Chiefs team. Not to mention their their hard ass schedule, which is like the worst in the in the league. So I think there's going to be some bumpy roads here. The the offense or the defense definitely scares me. As I mentioned, I don't know what to expect from them. The whole thing about the Kansas City Chiefs is, at least for me, is like if that defense is 20th or better in the NFL, they'll be fine. This offense is still going to be prolific enough with Mahomes and all their other up weapons and Andy Reid, and I'm not worried about it. If they're like they were at the beginning of last season where they're like 31st, 30th in total defense, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be a lot of trouble. So that I, I do like what Karloftis has showed in preseason that he was really, really good. A, a pick that I was down on, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's performed really well. Trent McDuffie's in there. I like their cornerback and their secondary, despite the fact that they lost Tyron Matthew a little bit more than I like probably their front seven. We'll see. It depends. I think that they had a really good draft on the defensive side of the ball. If those rookies perform anywhere near where they showed in preseason, I am not as concerned about the defense as perhaps I am right now, but definitely big question marks all over the place. Although we go to the Raiders comment. I have them at nine and eight on the season. So I like the over eight and a half. 
Yep. I, just because I think that they have grownups in the coaching staff right now and a GM, I think they'll <laughs> they'll I think they'll be. You know, even you saw it when when Basaccia took over, right? He's not a good head coach. No, he had his own deficiencies, but he was a grownup. That's what that team needed. So I think that with Josh Josh McDaniels and the rest of that staff, they have grownups in place. I think they'll be good there. Derek Carr should have an excellent year with Renfro, Waller, and obviously Devontae Adams. The running game, Zamir White, maybe Josh Jacobs, we know stinks, so that could be an issue. The biggest issue for their offense is that offensive line is fucking god-awful, and that's going to be a huge issue for them, especially when you look at the fact that their defense is also a liability. They have Max Crosby. They have Chandler Jones. That's about it. That's secondary, not very good, especially in this division. They probably have the worst defense Huge red flags for me all over the place. I would not be surprised, honestly, to see them be prolific in, on offense and go seven and ten this year. Would not shock me. I just I'm trusting the fact that they have adults. Derek Carr is going to take another step forward. Devonte Adams, like that offense, will be able to win nine games this season. But I definitely have some real question marks. And the other thing with them, we've seen their drafts, not this year, but the prior, prior five. We've seen what has happened. It's they terrible. They're releasing they have, everyone. They have no depth. So if this team gets down with the injury bug, they're in way more trouble than a lot of teams in this division or around the NFL because of the lack of depth. So big, big red flags for me on the Raiders this year. But ultimately, I do have trust in that offense to be able to get nine wins this year. Yeah, I, I played a, placed a very early bet on Derek Carr to uh, lead the league in passing at 10-1. to 1. Um, I'm just excited about the weapons that are actually healthy. If Darren Waller can, can keep it together – um, you have Hunter Renfro there who's fresh off 100 receptions over a thousand yards, and then obviously you get Devontae Adams who already has rapport with Derek Carr. They're gonna have to put points on the board to keep to keep up in this division, especially with such a bad defense. Like, I think there's, there's a strong case that this dude could definitely do it. And he's fourth in the NFL over the last three years in, in, in uh passing yards. So, um, I think Derek Carr's gonna have a good season. So, I that's one of the guys that if you're playing fantasy, you miss out on some of the good top top eight quarterbacks. Like I think you could take him right around Kirk cousins area, you know, maybe even around Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be better than Russell Wilson this year. You know what? That's, that's actually, take. no, it's not. That's actually really interesting. So let me look at this for a second because for him to lead the league in passing makes a lot of sense to me. So Derek Carr over 4,450 and a half passing yards. I like that a lot. One thing that I had written down here is that, the Raiders face the third most difficult schedule versus the pass, and they have a terrible secondary. So they mm. may get into a lot of these shootouts. Again, right. great for Derek Carr to lead the league in passing. Great for him to go over that 44, 50 and a half passing yards. It also probably means that the interception total, which is 12 and a half, maybe that's an over also just based on volume, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, uh, Derek Carr has been known. I think I feel like he's been more known for his fumbling than his interceptions, but yeah. Which is just the straight volume of it. Um, he's going to be passing the ball a lot, so that's just going to open up more opportunities for error. I would also say I don't know if you can bet this, but you can on a per game basis. But I would probably bet the sack totals for the opposition overs mm. early in the season until the number adjusts. We saw what happened when he gets pressured a lot; and he goes down pretty easily. Um, and that offensive line is not going to be good, and they're going to pass the ball so much that. You know, if you're getting these totals early in the season that are, you know, three and a half sacks, two and a half sacks in the game total for the opposition, maybe a really good opportunity to bet those overs. 
Yeah, and what are you what are what are you doing with Josh Jacobs? Did you throw any bets on him? Because I know that there's obviously they, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. It's been they all just the but they got rid of they got rid of Kenyon Drake, so maybe he's got more opportunity now. Yeah, his seven fifty seems a bit low to me. Yeah, but it's just his health. I, I don't and his fumbling. So but. Josh Jacobs, yeah, seven fifty point five rushing yards. I mean, to stay away from me because I think that they put it at a, a low enough number that I'm like. I feel like he can get that, but I want to bet the under just on the sheer, like he just hasn't had any opportunities to really be a, a three down back. So I don't see how that changes really. He's a great at the goal line though, but yeah, I'm that, too, I'm probably too scared to do that. It's probably been adjusted too far in the market right now. If anything, I would probably lean towards the over, but I think this yeah. is going to be pretty involved. The only rushing total in this division that I had circled that I'll probably bet an under on is uh, Austin Eckler under 800.5 rushing yards, just because I think that he'll be utilized more mm -hmm. in the passing game, want to save his legs, keep him fresh, probably use. I know that uh, the running back, Isaiah Spiller, and whoever the hell else is going to make the roster. Joshua Kelly, I think, is the, uh, the number two right now. Yeah, they were not utilized well in the preseason and did not perform well in the preseason, but I do think they're going to be more utilized than they have in the years past. I think that Eckler will be more as a receiver. 800 and a half yards we talked about with Brees Saw. It's still a pretty sizable number, even though, you know, Austin Eckler is going to be, you know, one of the top five fantasy backs this season. I think it'll be more in the passing game than it is as a running back. Yeah, I was trying to look to see. Um, I wish they had combined rushing and receiving touchdowns. Oh, I had. Oh, rushing, receiving touchdowns. I, I saw 1,400 yeah. and a half yards for. Uh, Eckler, but I thought he's going to go well over his. Uh, yeah, goal. I think with the pass, with the with the passing work, he's going to receive. He's going to get like I think he's going to clear that. Um, I'm looking at his rushing TDs are sitting at over eight, uh, eight and a half right now. Yeah, my problem with that is just he's, in theory he's he's, he gets so many opportunities. Yeah, right. he gets so many opportunities, right? So like, okay, unless like you get into this Rams situation last year where like. They only scored 10 rushing touchdowns, but that was because Stafford had 41 passing touchdowns. Right. And just like, and I think 80% that's of their touchdowns became through the air. Like that's exactly. got to regress, right? So, yeah. So like people are down on Cam Akers this year for obvious reasons. I get it, but I still think the guy's going to score eight, nine, 10 touchdowns just because he's going to have opportunity and the regression where they end up running the ball in more. I, unless you think that Herbert's going to throw 45 touchdowns or something like that, Eckler's just going to get a lot of opportunities and he's not like, he's not going to be in the game you know, in the, inside the 10 yard line, inside the 20 yard line, he's going to be there. Right. So uh, right. I would be scared by that. I understand the angle. I just probably wouldn't touch it myself. I hear that. Makes sense. All right. What well, we haven't talked about the Denver Broncos really. Um, have not. So 16th hardest schedule plus two sixty to win the division. Win totals 10 in theory, this should be a pretty good team. Great young defense offense with Russell Wilson. I just worry about it all clicking. I don't know what Russell Wilson looks like outside of Seattle. And for most quarterbacks, we'd be like, they'll be fine. It'll all work. I don't know about it with Russ. Tim Patrick's down. The, the tight end position, I mean, Albert O being used in the fourth quarter of preseason games, not a great look for him. Dolchich has been injured. So tight end pretty much at this point is nullified. Uh, so you're at Cortland Sutton, who we probably both really high on this year. I'm over nine and a half, nine hundred point five 900.5 receiving yards this season. Love that. I don't know about Jerry Judy. All the advanced stats say that he's due for a breakout year, all the next-gen stats, all the air yard stuff, but mm -hmm. we haven't seen it in two years. He's put up all of that sort of analytic great stuff, but it doesn't translate to actionable stuff on the field. So I have my concerns about that offense a little bit. The Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams thing's a little weird. I do not like that offensive line 
at all. And then you're also bringing in Nathaniel Hackett, new offensive coordinator, Russ learning a new system. There's just a lot of question marks for me offensively. Defensively, I think they'll be fine. And I think they, they definitely have the best defense in this division. Yeah, it's the continuity question. Not much of it uh, across, uh, if you look from season to season, just a lot of moving parts. New coaching staff, new players, time to get acclimated. Didn't really see much of Russ in the preseason, enough to really get a, a good feel for his grasp of the offense. He's a smart dude. Other than the whole let's ride campaign, that was probably the most excitement he's generated this yeah. offseason. Um, but, you know, I, I think it, it definitely hurt losing Tim Patrick early in the season. KJ Hamler, I don't think, is a reliable third receiver there um, due to stone hands. Great, fast as hell, but stone hands. So it's really based on Cortland Sutton coming off of his second year removed from an ACL tear. Big play guy, can go get the ball, point of attack. I love it. And then you have Jerry Judy as the route runner, the guy that's going to work you between the seams. But uh, with Russ, though, man, we saw we saw him not be as good as last year. Maybe it was the thumb. Maybe he was hurt. Is he going to be better? This team is, is going to ride as far as Russ can really take him. I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are actually going to be more of a probably a 60-40, maybe 65-35 split. Yeah, like it's definitely going to be closer to that. I don't think Melvin Gordon is just going to go away. So I was looking at Javante's rushing totals at 945. It seems high to me, assuming that Melvin – if Melvin Gordon goes down, he's going to blow through it. But if this is a true committee and this offense is balanced and they're anchoring off a good defense – I don't, I don't see Javante just going off to 945. Like, I think it's a similar running back by committee where, you know, he might have a game where he goes for 50 rushing yards and, and Gordon goes for 70, 80 because they're just splitting the they're, – they're riding the hot hand. So, um, despite Melvin saying and admitting that he's going to be second – he's going to be split out series, like, I'm not really too concerned. I think Melvin Gordon's actually a pretty good value back-end running back if you're going zero RB for fantasy. But – um but yeah, I, this Denver team, man, at 10 wins, I think it's a lot to get behind. But I see a, a path for success. I just, I'll, it's probably going to be a bet that I make midseason to see how they start. We'll see. Um, and then make a bet midseason. I am on the under 10, and I am on them to miss the playoffs plus 120. I don't feel good about That's it. That's an interesting bet. That's an interesting bet. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel great about it just because this offense. You know, if the offense puts it together, they're probably a 11 or 12 win team. Yeah. 10 just seems high for all the unknowns. Um, I think this offense just might not be as good as we all think it could be with Russell Wilson. Um, so I definitely have my concerns. I would not put them up in the same category as Kansas City or the Chargers. This is ultimately an offensive league. And I, that that offensive line, I think, is probably the biggest hindrance to me going all in at this point. Because... Russ under pressure, man. Look, this younger guy in Seattle on that turf can run around. He's on natural grass, man. And he's 31, 32 years old. He doesn't have the same wheels. He's got to depend on that arm a lot more. Could be an issue. Could be a real issue. Yeah, he was 20th um, in pressured throws last year. Not not the best. So, not the best. Uh, I definitely am uh, a little down on Denver Broncos. All right, let me read through all of my bets, see if you have any more to lay on us. Kansas City to make the playoffs, minus 210. Juju over 74.5 receptions and over 750.5 receiving yards. Uh, Austin Eckler under 800.5 rushing yards. 
Cortland Sutton over 900.5 receiving yards. Denver under 10 wins. Denver to miss the playoffs plus 120. Oh, the last one that I did not mention at all. Mike Williams under 1,000.5 receiving yards. This is simply Ooh. a bet. Simply, We talked about this on a player prop one before. Simply a matter of his health. He's only had one season where he put it together where he was healthy. That was last year. It is not a matter of opportunity or skill. I think that he is obviously more than capable of going over this number. I just do not trust him to be healthy this entire season. So I'm going to take the under on the 1,000.5 receiving yards for Mike Williams. That's all I got for the AFC West. Yeah, so I'm going Chargers to win the division at plus 220. Um, I like Derek Carr, 10 to 1 to lead the league in passing. I'll also take the over on his passing touchdown or passing yards, excuse me, at 4,500. And the over um, interceptions, 12 and a half for and the same the reason. Over, yes, facts. And um, another one that I like, a um, little bit juiced up, but Keenan Allen under seven and a half touchdowns. Um, this dude just consistently gives you 100 receptions and 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. Um, I think that Mike Williams is going to be better. And if we're talking about the ascension of Josh Palmer, uh, that's going to go somewhere. And let's not forget, they also brought over Gerald Everett, who could be a solid red zone target as Jared Cook you know, had a decent season with the Chargers last year. So, and if we look into all these game script related things, if yep. the Chargers get up, they might they run more, they pass less. Um, seven and a half seems too high for me for Keenan Allen. He's only done that uh, twice in his career. So um, I'm taking the under on that one as well. Fair enough. All right, let's close out the podcast as we have every podcast. Uh, MVP and LVP for this division. Lay it on me. MVP. Uh, I got to go with I go with Herbert. Yeah. With the boy here because I think it's it's going to be him, man. He had a great he started off his career, two great seasons. This is the one where he's got the most talent, the best offensive line that he's had with some defensive help. So if Brandon Staley can get his shit together, um, learn from some of those mistakes, still be aggressive, but know when to use that aggression. Um I think they're going to win a lot of ball games and they could win the AFC West here. So I definitely like them to win the division here and they'll do it off the strength of Justin Herbert. If he has a good season. Like it. I'm on Herbert also, but I also added in a little Brandon Staley. I think this is the year where he gets his due for being the most forward thinking analytical coach in the NFL from a game theory perspective. Uh, so I don't, are you putting no, in coach I'm of not. the year? I'm okay. not. I'm not, uh, because I don't think that they're going to improve enough year over year where he's going to get that. He already won nine games last year. Usually you right. have to improve four right. or more wins. Dramatic. Right. Yeah, so like that's why I love the Kevin O'Connell one, because I think that they're going to go from what they win last year, like seven games. I think they'll probably win 10 or 11 this year. That's kind of the guy that I'm banking on. Um, right. But I do think that Staley will get some consideration uh, for that award. LVP, what do you got? Man, LVP. So many good names in this division, man. It's hard to pinpoint. Um, I'm going to go with you and fade Jerry Judy. Just got to see him put it together, man. Um, he has a lot of opportunities to be great, but he just keeps on getting hurt. And I don't know. Russ is a better quarterback for sure, but I don't know. I'm still kind of out on Jerry Judy. So I, I guess my guy is Jerry Judy. Given the expectations within the building and within the NFL community, I'm going to go with hustle and bustle. Russell Wilson, LVP of the division. I think that the expectations are really high. I think he's going to get sacked a lot. I think it's going to take time for him to adjust to this offense. 
I think that next year, if he has a great year in Denver, it's going to be next year when they build around him and they figure everything out. I think it's going to be tough this year. He's my divisional LVP. So Russ is cooked this year. For one year. For one, one year. year. One year. For one year. I, I just need to see it this year. I think it's going to be a little bit bigger adjustment than everybody thinks it's going to be. So give him a year in Denver. Let him get his shit figured out. Let him get some more weapons that he likes and approves of. And uh, I think that Denver could go a lot of places next year, especially that defense is only going to get better as time goes on and some of these young guys get a little bit better. So Denver I'm probably high on next year. Maybe at the end of the season I'm higher on Denver, but I think it's going to be a very, very slow start for the Broncos. In fact, Seattle Seahawks money line week one, Monday Night Football. Let's go. I like it. If, if, hey, if there's one game that Pete Carroll is going to get up for, it's to beat Russell Wilson because the rest of the season is going to be a complete a sh- complete shit show. So, do I actually do I actually believe that? Probably not. But will I bet them at plus four and a half? Yeah, you're goddamn right. I will. Four and a half. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, Carroll's going to figure out something, and he knows Russ well, so I think they'll throw out some defensive looks to keep it interesting. I don't know that I'd get him to win outright, but four and a half, I can ride with it. I can ride with it. All right, uh, that does it for Gambling with Gold, episode 99. Can't wait for episode number 100 to send us off into the NFL season. Dan, I'll talk to you next time. Good luck with all, all of your bets. Talk to you soon. See you. Yes, sir.